You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and the whole family at Radio Maria Canada, a great big thank you for stopping by today. We have recorded this show, so no opportunity for calling in. However, you can keep up to date with all of our shows, our guests, and other things that we love to put on our social media sites by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are the Health Hub RMC on those locations. And do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. Never miss a show by subscribing to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all of your other favorite podcast platforms. And you can also find all of our podcasts on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. Today's show uh, circles around hypnosis, and hypnosis is garnering more and more attention for its application within the integrative as well as the medical spaces. Its efficacy has been supported by numerous studies, and in broad sweeps, hypnotherapy uh, gives insight into patterns of belief that may be limiting. It's very interesting. It's much different than what we see on TV and some of the imagery that uh, is evoked when we hear the word uh, hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Today, we have Sarah Raymond with us, and she is a trained hypnotherapist, Pilates, yoga, and meditation teacher. As founder of the Mindful Movement, she has become an oasis for those looking to tap into their inner calm, develop a positive mindset, and heal from the stress that's blocking fulfillment. Sarah has discovered that simply knowing what you want isn't enough and has committed her life to helping others break free from the inner turmoil that is keeping them stuck. A very interesting conversation. We talk about things such as why knowing what you want isn't enough, what the role our emotions can play in our personal fulfillment and lack of fulfillment and how hypnotherapy can help us to achieve our goals. Fun conversation. Sarah is a wonderful guest. Very much looking forward to hearing your feedback on this interview. Everybody, we will be back in just a couple of minutes to talk to Sarah.
like a song through the tall oak trees. It was just another summer night. Had to be the last thing on my mind. Yeah, I was all but lost in the moment. I was young and running wide open. It was just another summer night. Had to be the last thing on my mind. When Are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. 
As mentioned, everyone, today's show is uh, being recorded or has been recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Sarah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this opportunity to chat with you. It's it's an interesting topic, what you do and the way you have melded all of your other practices together is intriguing. And I think it's it's a very good thing to bring forward to people because, you know, we know about um, each and every one of them individually, but how you group them together and why is definitely what we want to investigate. So tell us how you came to this space, how long you've been doing it and so forth. Okay. Uh, I guess I would start by saying that I think I've always had an interest in the power of the mind without really knowing that I was interested in that. Um, Even as young as my early teenage years, I I remember meeting with a a volleyball coach of mine, and I think I was struggling uh, in the middle of a game, and she was asking me, you know, what was going on, and I just didn't feel like I had the confidence out on the court that I normally did. And uh, something that she said really has stuck with me. Uh, And she said, I'm sure it's a quote from someone else, but when she told it to me, I thought it was like magic. Uh, She said, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. Uh, And at the time, you know, I didn't really understand that that's kind of uh, describing the power of the mind, but it stuck with me. It really benefited me in my volleyball playing experience as a teenager. And um, I think that many years later, it came back to me in terms of a a life lesson that I really needed. Uh, But, you know, after my, my high school years playing volleyball, I taught movement, I taught Pilates, I taught yoga. uh, And there was something really that was lacking in terms of the students that were coming to me wanting to make a specific change in their life, whether it was physical or even emotional or making a commitment to themselves. And there was like a missing piece. You know, I knew how to teach the exercises. I could even work with specific individuals to meet their needs physically. But the part that I found that was missing was the, the mindset or the the mind power, if you will, to make a long lasting change. And so people would like uh, fall off the wagon and they'd stop exercising and then they would have shame and guilt around it. And it was a big cycle of uh, wanting to make a change, having willpower to do so for so long, and then, you know, stopping and being upset about it. Mm -hmm. So that's where I started using hypnotherapy to, really understand, well, well, what's happening here? Why are people having the desire to make a change, even be committed for some short period of time, and then not be able to continue? So these are people fully invested on wanting to make a change and Mm -hmm. blocked for some reason that they don't even know. Correct. Yeah. So in your practice, your, your Pilates, yoga, uh, you're very much into mindful movement. Is mm-hmm. everybody a candidate for the hypnosis or are you picking and choosing who you feel has been uh, blocked for some reason? 
I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm picking and choosing. I think that the, the right clients uh, who trust me and believe in what I do and believe in the power of their own mind and their own ability to affect change in their life. I think those are the people that, that seek me out uh, rather than, you know, me having some filter to allow people in or not, you know? Um, but I do think that the belief that you have the ability to make the change that you desire and that you, you're, you have a role in what you think about yourself and the actions that you take. I think that that's kind of a prerequisite in a way. Well, I mean, hypnosis has been used uh, for many years. You know, mm-hmm. it's been studied. A lot of the study has to do with disease and management of symptoms. But you're taking this out of that context, correct? Well, I mean, I do work with people that have medical conditions, sure. But um, I would say my favorite client would, well, I love them all, you know, but um, (laughs) if I had a prototype, prototype. (laughs) one route to go down, it would really be someone that's looking to have some transformation or some transition in their life into what they might experience as more fulfillment or satisfaction. And that, you know, shows up in lots of different issues that need to be addressed. But that's really what I, I love and I think is, is like, almost magical. I, I mean, that sounds silly. But that's how I feel when I watch people make the trans transformations that they really want. How are they making these transformations? I've never been under hypnosis. So when someone's under hypnosis or being hypnotized, is there any recollection post-treatment or is it just a shift that they can't explain? Um, Perhaps a little combination of both. And if I could just explain a little bit more deeply, uh, first of all, you will remember the experience 100%. It's not as if you're sleeping or you're in a trance. You're simply in a very relaxed and um, a a state that feels very safe so that your nervous system can relax and your logical thinking mind can rest. And, you know, you're always in complete control. So if at any time you wanted or needed to come out of hypnosis, it would be no problem. Um, so that being said, you know, you do remember what happens in the session. We are actually dialoguing. We're talking to one another during a session. Um, but there is sort of a shift that happens. And when someone comes out of the session and they've had the understanding of why or where and when they developed a belief about themselves that is really playing a role in this issue that they're experiencing. It's like a, like an undescribable shift when you have that understanding. And that is really the, the power of the hypnotherapy session. So wanting and achieving, obviously those, the, the, the polar ends of those in the middle is the, this shift that you're trying to make happen. If people understand what they want, Why are, you know, if I understand what I want an outcome to be and I can't achieve it, why am I blocked? Is it an emotional thing? Are my emotions blocking me? 
what if I don't even understand that? Sure. That's a great question. And I think that's the, the question that uh, hypnotherapy can answer. Really, it, there is a, an emotional belief behind every habitual behavior that we have. And that's really the driver of the bus, if you will, right? The emotional belief that we have about ourselves, we might not even be aware of. It might be something that's unconscious and just is there from when we were a child. And that is what drives our behaviors. So to change a behavior, we might initially use willpower, right? For example, uh, weight loss is a big, a big topic that needs a, a belief change in order to be successful long-term. So I might say, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to do a paleo diet and I'm going to exercise five times a week. And I have, you know, a very explicit plan and I, you know, maybe I'm even working with a nutritionist and a, a, a personal trainer and I have everything in place and I go about doing it and my willpower, just like any other muscle, will eventually fatigue. I'm not saying that willpower is actually a muscle, <laughs> you know, perceived muscle. <laughs> I get <muscle>. the analogy. <laughs> right. So that it, it fatigues and then what takes over are those underlying beliefs. And it's like, okay, I had a hard day at work. I feel like I'm not good enough. And I need to go back to uh, filling that void with comforting dessert food, if that's my habit. So habits are part of a belief, or maybe they're the end results of a belief system. And you're going back and you're unwinding and unraveling what has led you to that point. Exactly. So if I understand that when I was, uh, let's say, six years old, my mom always would uh, come home from a hard day of work and want to like snuggle with me and have that bowl of ice cream. And it was very comforting for her. And then it became a comfort for me. And so I developed this belief that, you know, um, comfort comes from a bowl of ice cream and I'm simplifying it here, but then as I grow up and I become an adult myself, and that is an embedded belief that I get comfort from that, I'm going to, that belief is going to drive my behaviors. So in your hypnosis therapy, our mm -hmm. therapy, I'm not sure if that's the right word. You're Mm -hmm. discovering the emotional issues. Mm -hmm. And is that where hypnosis stops? And then, you come out of it and then you now have, you've got the issue and now you're working in another uh, area trying to change or modify those beliefs or is this all part of the hypnosis process? It's all, well, there's work that is done in the session itself and that is uncovering whatever those beliefs are that are driving the behaviors or the issue that you don't want. And then with that understanding, you can recognize that, okay, well, I have other, if we keep going back to that same example, I have other um, 
uh, comforting tools. I can, you know, take a warm bath. I can talk to my partner or a friend or see a therapist or so many other ways of uh, self-comforting that don't include a bowl of ice cream. So when you, when you recognize that that's not the only thing that I need, that belief really isn't serving me anymore, then you can let go of, of it because you recognize that it's not really taking you where you want to go. So all of that happens in a session. And then there's a process after the session of listening to a personalized recording to uh, adopt or embed new positive beliefs. And so in this scenario that I've been referring to, it might be, you know, I have, I have um, emotional resiliency and I have the tools I need to cope with the stress in life. And I'm confident and I'm the type of person that eats healthfully and easily chooses to exercise and all of those things that you want in your life. So you're identifying positive and negative. Right, exactly. And I think that's the only way that it will really be um, be long lasting, right? Well, like positive yeah. beliefs and positive affirmation statements are are great. But if you're putting them on top of the negative ones that have been getting in the way, then they're still there. And the positive ones are sort of just like a band-aid, but you haven't really fixed the issue at hand. Well, I've not heard of hypnosis for identifying the positive so much as I've heard of hypnosis for, you know, what we see on TV and so forth and, and, and the bad coming out and identifying the bad. Mm-hmm. So in that light, can hypnosis be used by everybody on more of a preventative positive pathway as opposed to hypnosis only uncovering issues that need to be addressed? Uh, I think generic recordings of positive beliefs and statements that you do want can definitely help. Uh, I always like to use the analogy of building a vegetable garden and and there, because there's certain steps that you need to follow in order to be successful uh, as a vegetable gardener. And the first is clearing out what you don't want. Otherwise, the plants that were there before you start planting the vegetables will continue to also grow. And then, okay, so then how many sessions, and I, I'm sure it's, it's a, it'd be a continuum depending on the, the, the level of, I guess, the, with each person, but generally speaking, how many sessions would a person need to get to where they can move on to sort of the reparatory process? Sure. Uh, generally, I work with clients one time and they come to me, we have the session, we uncover the cause, and then they are doing the work on their own to uh, adopt those positive beliefs by listening to their recording every day. And for, well, I shouldn't say every single client, but many clients, that's enough to get them to the transformation that they really want. Oftentimes what I see is that someone will come to me and they say, okay, well, I want to develop more confidence in my relationship, for example. And they go through this process with me and they see that they are more confident in themselves and therefore in their relationship. But then because of that shift, 
they're recognizing other things in their life that maybe they don't want to tolerate anymore. And therefore they might come back to me for a different topic, a different issue that they'd like to work through. Maybe the next step is um, uh, self-care practices. Like why are they self-sabotaging and not taking care of them the way that they know they need to? Would, would you say that most of the people that you're working with are on the emotional level as opposed to, uh, we talked touched on this a little bit at the beginning, as opposed to a disease state that they are trying to either cope with, get over, uh, or manage emotionally? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, when people do come to me for um, like medical conditions, this is always a supplement or a complementary mm-hmm. practice. So uh, I've had uh, clients that come that are in the middle of like cancer treatments and they're stressed and their, you know, immune system is already wrecked from these treatments. And so they are just really looking for a way to manage, uh, manage stress and to support the treatments that they're already doing with maybe building more of a positive mindset and a belief that they do really have some role in their well-being. Oh, uh, but for the most part, it's a lot of, um, you know, confidence and uh, belief in yourself, self-worth, love, um, yeah, I mean, it can be used. I mean, I know a lot of uh, hypnotherapists that primarily work with medical conditions, but it just isn't necessarily the the route that I tend to go down. And how long have you been doing the hypnosis within the context of your other practices? Sure. Uh, it's been about five years uh, since I started doing the hypnosis. That's interesting. Everyone, we're going to take a break right uh, right now and we'll be back. Just just give us a couple of minutes and we'll be right back. This is for that little child with no father. For that man that doesn't have a place to stay. For that little boy living with AIDS. Can I tell you a story, tell you a story? You can lean on me. There's a man standing on the corner. He has no home. He has no food. And his blue skies are gone. Yes, it is. Can you hear him crying now? There's a girl searching for.
He loves you more than you'll ever know. Instead of walking away, open up. You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Sarah Raymond, and we're going to continue uh, with her wonderful practice. Now, you have many different modalities that you do. Uh, mindfulness movement is sort of the, the overarching descriptive phrase, right, for your practice? Well, yes, the business name is called the mindful movement. It actually kind of has two different meanings, right? The, the actual movement that is mindful, like exercise and um, just lifestyle. But the sort of second meaning is about a, a, a movement of bringing mindfulness into the world. And I guess that's my, my mission of helping to make the world a better place. And, and meditation is definitely a big part of this. Sure. Yes. And yes. Meditation. Um, I'm we, on our YouTube channel. There are, I would say 300 more and more videos, different practices to, to access for free. Definitely. And can we, is there, is there a link between hypnosis and meditation? Um, I, I'm assuming we can't self hypnotize. You actually can. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there, you definitely can. I think it just takes a little bit of understanding. Um, generally the way I, describe the difference and similarities between meditation and hypnosis is that similarly, they are of uh, the same basic um, state of mind, right? We're relaxed or our nervous system is getting the signal that we're safe. And in terms of like brain waves, we're in the more relaxed brain waves, not the more alert and uh, attentive brain waves. So that's fairly similar in terms of meditation and hypnosis and different practices might bring you a little deeper, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, The difference would be hypnosis is more goal oriented. We are, we're actually doing something. We're trying to make a change. We're uh, trying to adopt these new beliefs or we have, we have a goal in mind. Whereas meditation is really, 
uh, just being. It's like a, a state of awareness. Well, do you always know the goal when you go into a hypnosis session? Uh, when I'm working with a client, I will generally talk through the goal. So sometimes I have someone that comes to me and say, okay, I want from the session to quit smoking. And we start having a conversation and I get to know some of the, the background information, the like childhood history, the uh, triggers, the situations that, you know, um, cause the problem or aggravate the problem. Uh, and sometimes by the time we get ready to actually do the hypnosis, what they thought they were coming to me for might not actually be the same thing. Like sometimes people think they want to quit smoking, but really what they want is to feel better about themselves. And they think that that's going to be what does it. Do you find often that people are shocked with the, the emotional blockages that they come across from your sessions? Uh, it varies. I think some people have done some work on their own to get to know themselves and understand those beliefs that, that they have about themselves or like um, how their childhood may have affected their adult life. And then there are other people who really are, are shocked. They, they have no idea that, you know, the incident from when they were eight years old with their siblings or being bullied at school or seemingly uh, normal things that happens to a lot of us as children can really play a big role. So sometimes it is surprising. But not necessarily, you're not necessarily working with people who have no idea that situations have happened to cause emotional issues. They're pretty aware. Um, well, sometimes there's a lack of awareness and people just think that, um, you know, this has happened to me mm -hmm. as opposed to me having some, well, I guess sometimes it does happen to you, but, but I do think that our beliefs color the way that we see the world. So if I have a belief that I developed as a child that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy of, let's say, business success, when a promotion is available, I might not go for it because I just don't think that I'm worthy and I'm not going to get it. Whereas someone who doesn't have that belief is like, oh, I'm going for that promotion. I'm going to put my name in the hat and I'm going to, I'm going to get it. Do you transition people out of the hypnosis process? So you've had your session with them. And then what is the follow-up? The follow-up would be after the session is over. We do have a little bit of sort of a, an integration conversation, if that makes sense, like to, to go over what showed up. But a lot of the understanding or connecting of the dots, if you will, takes place in the hypnosis session. And then after it's over, they get a, as I said, personalized recording to listen to. And the recommendation is every day. And we say around 21 days, just because that's the, the average of what is found to uh, make a change or have a change. Although I think everyone's different. Uh, and then after that, we have a follow-up call. So it's been, let's say, three weeks since the original session. And then that's when really the follow-up happens when we 
have, when that person has had enough time to start to integrate the new beliefs and feel what it's like to live with the beliefs that they had before having been let go, let go of. Is the recording of the session that they just had? Uh, no, they don't have a oh. recording of the session. They have um, like a, a self-hypnosis recording. And I guess that describes how you might use self-hypnosis. Um, it's, a, it's a guided, mm, it's sort of self-hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> a cross between a meditation and a hypnosis. Is that the area we're working in? Yes, yes. So you have a recording and it has a period of time where you hear my voice and I'm helping you to relax and get into a state of hypnosis or, or even meditation. And then uh, the second half of the recording is all of the positive beliefs that you desire in your life. And, and they're really your words and I'm just speaking them. So the, the recorded sessions are individualized. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, Everyone is different um, from another. So what would, if, uh, if I was walking into a session with you, what would a session look like? Um, you know, walking into a hypnosis session, I know what I'm going into. I'm probably a little bit anxious about the whole thing. Um, how does it, what's the framework of it? Sure. That's a good question because I do think that having no, no experience with it before, you know, you start, it can be a little uh, anxiety pr provoking or maybe intimidating. I would think so uh, because, you know, a lot of us have just seen what we see on TV and the catharsis sure. and, uh, and that's not it. <laughs> Stage hypnosis is very different. Uh, you know, I always say like, you're, you're not going to quack like a duck. Uh, yeah. That's what, <laughs> what are you going to make me or, do? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm going to hear phrases always, and I'm going to jump or something. Always in control. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's not like stage hypnosis at all. And, and I will say that most people who come to me, which I, I do all of my sessions via uh, Zoom right now. So, you know, they, I don't, they're not really coming to my office. Um, but most people who reach out to me for a session have heard my voice in some other way. They've listened to a podcast interview or a um, one of the generic guided recordings on the YouTube channel. So I think that even though I've not met this person before, there's already a build a buildup of trust because they've kind of been. Uh, I've been holding their hand along their journey so far. Um, so I feel really grateful to have had that opportunity even before I've met the client. Right. Um, so hopefully, you know, that sets someone at ease a little bit. Uh, but once they are in the session, we generally talk for almost an hour, um, depending on, you know, some people talk more than other people and, <laughs> and you know, everyone's different. So this is the discovery we'll part. The discovery exactly. part. Exactly. Okay. The discovery part. So we'll chat about what the issue is at hand that they feel is blocking them from experiencing the life that they really want. And some people are very clear about that, as they mentioned before, and others are not. And together we talk through it. And I ask a lot of questions. And sometimes they're, you know, surprising for people, but they they really help me to understand what that person wants, what might be getting in their way. Uh, and then that is how I tailor the session for them. So we have this conversation 
And at the end of the conversation is, I think that's probably my favorite part when we talk all about like, what do they want for their life? You know, if I could flip a switch and turn on the life that you desire, what would it look like? How would you feel? What would you be doing? Um, you know, all of the details, especially the emotions are really important. Uh, and that will eventually become their their recording, the content for their recording is what they want their life to look like. And then the second half of the session is the actual hypnosis session. Which so, is about how long? Uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, so it's, you're, you've got two hours that you're working with somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's usually a bathroom break in the middle somewhere. <laughs> oh, you can do that? But, you um, can go break, break the hypnosis and come back? Well, it's usually right before we get started with that section. But, you know, two hours is a long period of time to be just chatting with someone uh, mm-hmm. across a computer. Um, so the beginning of the actual hypnosis session will start with a relaxation. So everyone's different. Some people are like, oh, I need a visualization. And that's what we do. Other people are like, I can't visualize anything. And so it might be more of uh, a a physical sensation, uh, like it's called a progressive muscle relaxation, where you are guiding someone's attention to different parts of their body to help them relax and feel safe. Uh, that's a really important part is that you you feel safe in all of this. Now, do they then, have to be in a certain environment to do this? I mean, you're doing it uh, virtually. Um, yeah. I where mean, where do people, I set up? I would say anywhere that you are least likely to be disturbed. So some people will lay down in, in their bed or on a couch. Other people are just sitting at their desk chair in their office. I did have one woman who um, she was in her car, not driving, of course, but she was in a parking lot in her apartment building. And she said, you know, I have a new puppy and I have a teenage son and this is my quiet place. Yeah, I envision unless you're willing to do sessions at like midnight, 11 o'clock or midnight, that's where I would be in my car. um, Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah. Of course, not driving. Of and, course. <laughs> and in a safe place where, you know, you can feel warm and um, kind of uh, enveloped or, or you've, you know, safety is really, really important. Now, could sure. I come to you if I was just interested in the whole process or would that be of any benefit to me at all? Um, I don't I don't think I understand what you mean by that. So I, I've never been hypnotized. I don't know okay. if there is, I, I mean, do you need to have an objective or can I come to you and just, you know, I'm, I'm, there's really no goal here. I just would like to discover through the hypnosis process if there's anything for me to discover. Is that a, a thing even? Sure. I mean, I, as I said, sometimes people come to me without a clear uh, goal in mind, uh, but generally through discussion, we find something mm-hmm. and it might just be like overall satisfaction of your life that you're looking to improve or, um, I mean, generally there is some desired change. Mm-hmm. It might not necessarily need to be articulated before the session begins, but 
um, there, yeah, I would say there needs to be some desired change. Well, I just think it'd be a, a something that I'd like to try. Uh, I've just sure. I've never done it. I've only talked to one other hypnotist, and mm-hmm. it just it seems like a very calm, relaxing thing, as opposed to as I said, what we see or what we yeah. kind of garner as the hypnosis hypnotic process. <laughs> sure, I, I mean I think that um, you know a great place to begin would be to try one of the uh, pre-recorded. So they're not specific to you, uh, but if you go to um, YouTube and you search the mindful movement, we have, as I mentioned, like 300 videos and there is a specific playlist that is all of the uh, hypnosis recordings. And there are some that are just general confidence, some that are relaxation, some that are healing your inner child, maybe um, healthy, I don't remember exactly what I called it. I generally don't call it weight loss, but I would say like healthy relationship with your food or healthy weight. Um, so you could try something and just see what it's like with yeah. You know, it's, it's free. 300 videos. That's, that's quite a, a number of videos. Now beyond the YouTube channel, where can people find out about what you do? Sure. Uh, the website is themindfulmovement.com. It's pretty easy to remember. And are you on social media? You're on YouTube. Do you have Instagram? Uh, YouTube primarily, uh, but we are on um, Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah. And this is a family business. Uh, yes. My husband and I uh, run the business together. My son does the editing of the videos. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, and is your husband my- um, a practitioner or is he in the business end of it? He uh, he actually is in the movement world. He is a gym owner uh, and personal trainer, and so he he brings that side of it to um, to the table. And uh, I guess you could also say he's a breathwork practitioner mm-hmm. or teacher. Well, that's nice um, to have the family involved. That's for sure. I've had my daughter wrote. She's uh, written a couple of the meditation scripts. And um, she, uh, I guess it was this past year, she's, she started the mindful movement in, in Espanol. Oh, really? Um, she did, yes, which I don't think she's added any more videos. She just started college this year um, as a Spanish major. So that's, well, that's sort of wonderful. her side project. A wonderful yeah. family business. It's, it's, very, yeah. it's, it's a very happy place to be. That's great for you. <laughs> So we've got your websites. We'll put everything up when um, this goes to podcast, everybody, so you know that. Um, I want to thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us today. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Well, thank you. It was a wonderful experience. Thank you. And everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.